I have a true story about a man named Sparky. All of you, I'm guessing, almost all, will know who Sparky is. This is his nickname. So when Sparky was a little boy, he was a terrible student. In fact, in eighth grade, he flunked every subject. He flunked algebra and English. He got the worst grade in the school history in physics. He wasn't very intelligent. Sparky also wasn't good at sports, although he did manage the school golf team. Sparky was socially awkward. Well, despite all these things, the one talent Sparky had was he was a very good artist. But no one really seemed to notice or care. When he was a senior in high school, he submitted some of his cartoons for the school yearbook, and he was rejected. But despite this rejection, this desire to become a professional artist just kept growing within him. So when he graduated, he wrote to Disney Studios, and they said, well, submit some of your artwork. He did, and again, he was rejected. But despite this repeated rejection, this desire to continue his art just welled up within him. So he decided he would create a comic strip in which he would become one of the characters. It was kind of an autobiography. Now, you know Sparky as Charles Schultz and his cartoon, of course, Peanuts. He is the character Charlie Brown, who could never fly a kite, who could never kick the football. Well, Charles Schultz is a beautiful example of someone who really persevered. And through that perseverance, his desire welled up and grew. Well, three points about our gospel today. This Canaanite woman demonstrates so beautifully this perseverance. She's crying out to Jesus, and at first, the Lord doesn't even respond. But she keeps crying out, and then the disciples rebuke her, send her away. She continues. And then Jesus says, I've only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Still, she doesn't give up. What a beautiful example of someone who perseveres in prayer. St. Jane Francis de Chantel says, If it seems to you that you are not heard, cry out the louder. If you are driven out by one door, come in by another. Let's make this prayer of the Canaanite woman our prayer. Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. Lord, help me. What a beautiful prayer that we can persist in in our own lives. The scripture says, cast your cares on God because he cares for you. We want to cry out to the Lord. Now, I've preached many times on avoiding all the deeds in our spiritual life, discouragement, doubt, despair. You know, we all go through those challenging times, and we're called to persevere. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Keep going. Don't quit. Someone asked St. Augustine, why doesn't God always answer our prayers right away? And this is his response. St. Augustine said, that you might be inspired to persevere in prayer and thereby let your heart expand to receive the gift God wants to give you. It's through that perseverance and trial and waiting that our hearts expand 
that our desire grows. Bishop Barron uses this example from medieval times. He said, when a man would want to enter a monastery, he'd come and knock on the monastery door, and the monks would not at first open. They would let the man stand outside in the rain and, and with lack of food to see, will the man persevere, or will he go away? And then they would answer the door, and they would rebuke the man. They would say, you don't have what it takes for religious life. And they kind of slam the door open. Well, if he would go away, they would say, well, that's a sign that he really wasn't able to, he didn't have a true calling and couldn't stand the rigors of religious life. But if he persevered, this would be a sign of his heavenly calling, that God was genuinely calling him to religious life. So this waiting, this time of struggle, our desire grows and our hearts expand so that we can receive the gift God wants to give us. Second beautiful point about this gospel is the importance of intercessory prayer. This woman is so connected to her daughter's suffering that she comes and she doesn't say, Lord, have pity on my daughter. She says, Lord, have pity on me. Compassion means to suffer with someone. And she's so connected to her daughter, she's pleading with Jesus, have pity. Now notice, Jesus heals her daughter not because of anything the daughter did, but because of what her mother did. Isn't this Canaanite woman a beautiful image for us of our blessed mother? We have a mother in heaven who suffers with us, who is so associated with her children that she fervently pleads to the Lord for each one of us. Turn to our lady and ask for her help. And so beautifully, we should all have a prayer list. You know, keep a journal of people who ask for prayers. Okay, I'm, I'm interceding for people. This is so important. St. John Paul, in a biography Jason Evers wrote, he gave his own testimony, that he said as he grew in his prayer life, he said, more and more, I realized the importance of intercessory prayer. So John Paul II would get up about 5, 5.30 in the morning. He would go into his private chapel. He would lay prostrate on the floor. He would pray the rosary. And then he would kneel before the Blessed Sacrament. He had a kneeler where the top of it would open. And every day, his attendants would put 30 to 40 petitions from around the world. And the Pope would intercede and pray for people personally. What a beautiful model of intercessory prayer. And this is, so, this is what he said. There was a time when I thought one had to limit prayer petition. That time has passed. The further I advance along the road mapped out for me by divine providence, the more I feel the need to have recourse to this kind of prayer. Finally, the last point today, the gospel is really pointing how God wants to open the doors of the church to all peoples. All of our readings are pointing this. Pope Francis has been emphasizing how much we are to seek out those on the margins and peripheries. You know, think of St. Peter's in Rome, the colonies, as the arms of our mother. Mother Church wants to reach out and embrace all people. Jesus did not come just to save the Jews. 
He came as Savior of the world. And so all the readings today point how God wants to open up His salvation to all the Gentiles, to all people. St. Paul talks about that in the second reading. God's mercy is not limited to the Jews. God is merciful to all people and desires to show mercy to all. Our first reading from Isaiah prophesies that even the foreigners will join themselves to the Lord, minister, ministering to Him, loving Him, becoming His servants, so that God's house will be called a house of prayer for all peoples. We don't want to be like the apostles who are annoying people, rebuking them, but being open, warm, hospitable, accepting, praying for people. You know, ultimately, God wants our faith. Our faith is in a person, in Jesus Christ. Let's make this woman's prayer our prayer. Jesus, have pity on me. And let us pray 